You guys came on an unusual Sunday. Um, so good morning again. Uh, my name is uh, Pastor Jason. Well, my name isn't Pastor. My name is just Jason. But some who insist on whatever, that's fine. Nobody insists Nobody on insists. calling you Pastor Jason. My wife does, actually. That's what, <laughs> it's really awkward, actually. But, um, I'm the associate pastor here. Um, and this is Carly Davis, our administrative assistant. This morning, uh, we, we like to every once in a while... Here we like to go and, and, and on a Sunday morning kind of refresh the vision of what we do here and introduce you to our whole staff and just sort of give you uh, uh, an understanding of what our mission is and what our vision is here at Christ Center. Um, so this is uh, Carly Davis, as I just said. She does uh, all kinds of stuff here. What is your actual, you have more than one title. Chief Morale Officer okay. and CEO of Vibes. Yeah. The CEO of Vibes, that's Carly Davis. Every office needs a CEO of Vibes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Carly is typically the one when you come here on a Sunday morning, or uh, midweek, um, or you call the office, she's typically the one that you are going to see or talk to first. So uh, Carly, when, when people have questions or... I answer them. You answer them, okay. Or I ask Janelle and then I answer them. Right, but you are the one to come to, right? How can people yes. get a hold of you when they have questions or like, hey, when's that thing happening? Or I have a thing I wanna talk about or whatever. How do they get a hold of you? You can call me here at the office or shoot an email to the office email. Right. And I, or you can come in and see me and have a cup of coffee. Or you can get on Facebook. Uh, oh, yeah. She's or also Facebook. the keeper of the QR codes. She loves the QR codes more than probably her husband. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither yeah, confirm yeah. nor deny. And he's not here, so he will <laughs> never know. Anyone. Give her a hand. Thank we have you. Pastor Joshua come up. <laughs> Pastor Joshua Rivas. There he is. Joshua is our senior pastor, and, it, you know, as we're, we're talking about the vision of the church, like, in, in, in some senses, every church of Jesus' followers has the same mission, right? Which is love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself, and, and, and serve in that way, right? That's, that's the way that Jesus rolled. So, in some senses, we're no different than anyone else, but we, we do feel like we have a specific calling, a specific, you know, thing that God's asked us to do in our context, just like probably other, every other church you guys have stepped in. So can you tell us a little bit about that, particularly it, you, our, our theme chapter here at Christ Center and what that means for us? So we are an Isaiah 61 church, and what we see is, in fact, we should just read it. Let's just go straight to it and read the first couple of, of uh, verses here in Isaiah 61. When Jesus stood up and opened the scrolls, he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And what we see is this restorative call that Jesus had. And you guys know that when he was here, he said, I'm the light of the world. But when he left, he said, you're the light of the world. And in fact, you will go and do greater works than I've done because I go to the Father. So that is our mission. And our desire here at Christ Center is to be all, every one of us are in full-time ministry. Every single one of us is in a sphere of influence and responsibility 
And we are here to do just that, to bring freedom and liberty and establish God's kingdom values, his peace, his presence, his healing relationally and in every way. So, so that's the mission at Christ Center. We are here to show Christ. And essentially, we language that we use would be that we release heaven everywhere we go. And it looks like Jesus. It looks like respect. It looks like honor. It looks like um, provision for his people. I thought it was interesting that this morning, this, we actually didn't plan this, but first it's funny that Steve quoted Isaiah 61 when he's up here, which is pretty awesome. That wasn't planned. Also the fact that we had a little plug for Restoration Ministries because this whole concept of rebuilding and restoring, that's all that Isaiah 61, it's just that over and over again, rebuilding the ancient ruins, comforting those who mourn, uh, you know, uh, setting the captives free. It's all about restoring, restoring, restoring. So we, we can see that on an individual basis. So as you say, we're all in full-time ministry. What do you mean by that? The, the reality is that there's a small group that, that are called to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, and that's us. So we have this unique call. And I think oftentimes in, in, in believers' minds, they might think like, oh, I want to be in ministry, which means I get up in front of a microphone and talk to people for a while, or I go and I, and I you know, minister to the youth and lead them. But that is simply the, the call that we have is to equip all of the saints to do the work of the ministry, which is each of us is called in our area of influence um, you have an anointing and a strength that you're bringing, whether you're on a school board or whether you're working in, uh, in the marketplace, whether you're a teacher, you're a mother at home or a father at home, you're, you have an influence, you have a sphere that you have authority and responsibility to bring the presence and the principles of the kingdom to that place. We are each in full-time ministry. We extend Christ's presence where we actually are. And when we see that as a people... It is, it's transformative. You know, I'm amazed at even the smallest of things. You know, like when you go and buy something from someone who understands this about themselves, you have this incredibly pleasant experience. Like I brought, you know, I bought a Mac today and I'm excited about that. But this person made it awesome. And I want to go back to that person. And, and in that way, they influence you in such a powerful way. Christ was in that moment. And that's just a small transaction. But how many of you have ever had a bad one? And you think, okay, I did that, but I'll never go back. I would say that's a good contrast of how profound we can bring the kingdom in small and large ways. Yeah, this past fall, we had a whole series on being salt and light in all of our different contexts. That means in our work, our school, and our family, even in our online presence. We spent a whole morning talking about how to be salt and light and comment threads and stuff like that because we believe that's what God's called us to do. So we look for those, those places that are broken. We speak healing. We, we long to, 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 to uh, uh, bring the presence of Christ into all of those places. So we do that individually, but we also try to do that we, corporately as well in an understanding that we are not the only part of the church, right? Like there's a whole, like the entire body of Christ is about this. Tell us a little bit about how we, how we hang with Steve and Patty, another great connection here uh, for One Hope. How does that work with our connection with groups like that? You know, I think the key thing that we see is that, is John 17, Jesus prayed for us. I pray that they would be one as we are one, Father. I want them to share in my glory that they would know you as I know you, that they would be one with you and they would be one together. And so what that means is we use a lot of language here of tribe. You know, there's one family, but there's a lot of tribes. And, that, and that's really where we have such an, an important understanding that the kingdom is working throughout all the different spheres of society. And so everybody that's a believer 
in our cities, everybody that's engaged in our cities, that's our fellow worker. So we're not seeking to gather everyone into our little tribe and, you know, us foreign no more, uh, but rather we are seeking to collaborate and work with other people of peace, other believers, and understand that they're carrying his, uh, that, that same responsibility of bringing the kingdom in every area that we are. And so that equals looking for places where we can do more together than we can apart, and that demonstrates who Christ is, but also it demonstrates who we are as his people. Well said. I'm going to dismiss you now. <laughs> Pastor Janelle Wallace is coming up. We'll bring him back up in the end, maybe, if he's good. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. This is, this is Janelle. She has worked at Christ Center for over half her life, right? Yeah. It's, it's true. And um, you became officially a part of the pastoral staff. How many years ago was that? Since, I don't know, 16, I, I think? Since 2016. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, that's seven years. I think okay. I just did good math. Do you guys good see job. that? You I did good well. math without the administrator. That's pretty good. Um, you are our administrative pastor, so uh, what, what does that mean? What are your areas of responsibility? How do you serve here? Um, I handle all the details. I jokingly say that I manage a circus, but anything that is <laughs> Fair. a detail that has to do with how things flow here is what I have my hand in. So that's, you know, calendars, that's building, that's, uh, you're also the prayer coordinator. You also lead the young women's group. You do a lot of different, different stuff here. Um, and I, I want to especially hit on the calendar um, and, and the building stuff. A lot of people will come to me or Pastor Joshua mm, and, say, and say, hey, uh, uh, I want to ask you about this thing. And I'm telling you, we are not the people to talk to. If you want it done, if you want something on the calendar, please talk with this one. Or Carly can you know, lead you there as well. But I just want to say that because some people, they have it in mind because Joshua and I are up here and we do, we talk a lot up here, that somehow like the buck stops with us. The buck doesn't even get to me, okay? It doesn't, doesn't even get to me. He doesn't carry She's cash. This is <laughs> where information goes to die. <laughs> Detailed information. <laughs> because it's caught up with so many other beautiful things, I just not details. I like that. <laughs> yes, she Carly, a, a bullseye. Or, she made me a t-shirt for my birthday, her and Carly, that said, organized people are mean. And it's... <laughs> It's my favorite shirt. Apparently, that's something I said he one day. He says that to me often. <laughs> Sorry. Stick to the script. Where information goes to die, though. Yes. That's really good. Okay, Write this that is down. true. Sorry. We did get off track there. All right. <laughs> um, tell, so you are in charge of uh, building use. We network with a lot of people in the community with our, with our building. Tell us about that. Yeah, we have so much going on in this building. I remember when I was in high school, our senior pastor said, yeah, I pull up to the building sometimes and think, oh, shoot, did I forget something? Because there's so many cars. And I laughed because I'm like, you know, how could you do that? Well, I do that. I pull up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I double book something? Because there's just so many beautiful um, organizations that use it. You know, We've got some listed up here, actually. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have to, to remember. Sorry, I didn't um, tell you that was happening. Thank you. Uh, Junction City School of Dance, you know, they got to dance here last yeah. week, and it's amazing. We have nothing to do with it. It's beautiful. Um, navigators, homeschool group. This building gets taken over on Fridays by, like, 300 homeschoolers. We don't do anything that day. It's so great. Generations Arts Academy, theater company, you know, lots of kids coming, getting lessons and doing plays that you see when we have the wings up on the side and stuff. Um, all kinds of things, uh, special needs preschool, cowboy church, restoration ministries, 
Yesterday we had a funeral here for a police officer. You know, there's like 400 people in here. Um, it's just busy all the time. So it, we have all these groups that are meeting here. Why, why don't we just start our own Head Start program or our own dance studio? Because I'm just as good a dancer as Amy Baker. No. <laughs> and that is why we don't. Um, we just uh, feel like the Lord says to network. Like, we don't need to start another food pantry in Junction City because uh, there already is one. And so we want to network with people, um, clearly believing there needs to be a mother or a father to lead it. Um, but we just love the networking where we get to, you know, provide a room, but not all of the oversight necessarily. And I, I think that whole thing of networking, like, here's the thing, you guys. We have a lot of stuff that we do here as a pastoral staff. We're not looking to lead more things. I just want to tell you that. Yes. So we, we really love to network with people who are already doing awesome things. And, and this actually crosses over to people who have ideas for ministries mm -hmm. or groups, mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Tell us about that. Yeah, we love when you guys have an idea and come and, like, you know, suggest something or, hey, I, like Sharon Marty and Marilyn Culpepper, for instance, I would love to start a group for women that are, you know, 60 and above. We love that. We want to say yes. We want to pray with you, believe and hear the Lord with you, and then partner together rather than us leading it. Because like you said, we, we're good. But because <laughs> God isn't calling us to that. He's right. calling you to that. And we just want to come along and support that. So if you have an idea or you have something that you've been thinking about or even want to start a thing or whatever, please just come talk to us. We yeah, want to be able to release you to that, it. be able to bless you however we can. And we won't co-opt it because we don't need to. We don't want to. Yep. <laughs> we have our own stuff we're doing. We want to bless you to do the work of the ministry. Thank you, Pastor Janelle. Let's have Karen Rivas. Here's the one who wants to be on stage so badly. She wanted to just stand up here in the middle. Kara uh, is our volunteer coordinator. She doesn't love being on stage, but here she is. Um, the best part of the pandemic was we didn't do this for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done this morning in a couple of years. That's true because yeah. of that. Kara um, ha has uh, been our volunteer coordinator. Um, Karen, as you know, we we're just talking about collaboration with different groups in the community. Uh, tell us how people from this family have served alongside other uh, uh, nonprofits and ministries and other groups. Okay, so there's a number of people in this room who have volunteered over at Local Aid. That's the local food pantry. So, um, like they said, instead of starting a food pantry, we get to go serve there and we get to bring the kingdom. It's a really beautiful ministry. No one wants to be in a place of need. And very few feel comfortable asking for help. So when I'm there, I serve on Thursday afternoons, I love putting people at ease and just showing them the generosity of the Father and making them feel comfortable in something that can be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So there's been, yeah, that's, a, that's a great example. That's happened for years. We've had, it, we, we've, we've done a lot of networking with, uh, with every child. Where's Kristen? Uh, there's Kristen Wallace, of course. Um, one of our elders and, and uh, the director of Every Child of Lane County. We've done stuff with Love for Lane County. Where's Whitney? Way in the back. Yeah. There you go. It's the director of Love for Lane County. So it's pretty cool that, that we happen to have uh, some of you guys here in our group. Yes. Yeah, so Love for Lane County, you guys may not know what Christ Center does there. In the past, we've done some yard work for the elderly. Um, and in the last few years, we've helped several people. I think in this last year, we just helped three people moved to Junction City. So we get to be the first welcome committee 
to Junction City. One of the families was a mom and two kids who had been homeless for three years, and Love for Lane County provided furniture. And I have to be honest with you guys, I didn't actually like their situation. To me, it didn't quite feel good enough. But their gratitude was incredible. It was three of them moving into a one-bedroom apartment. And the furniture was clean and very serviceable, but a little out of fashion. <laughs> and um, the, one of the kids was so moved that they got throw pillows with their 1980s couch. So it's amazing what what we together can do. So if you can donate furniture or if you can help with a move, that's kind of a hard thing for me to find volunteers for because if you're free on a weekday, you may not feel like you can help with a move. Right, right. <laughs> but I have a few. Um, are you guys watching me shake? <laughs> if I stay up here long enough, my legs will do it too. <laughs> but I have a few. Um, they're my special ops, Randy and Pete and David Grimes and Kyle Donovan. These are my buddies that help me get it done. And um, often the people let us pray with them afterwards. It's just a really beautiful way to welcome someone to Junction City. One of the other ways that, that we do, that we serve a lot is in-house. We have a lot of our families are uh, our foster families. are now called resource families. We want to be able to support them. One of the ways that we support them is by making meals pretty regularly for them because they have extra doctor's appointments and all sorts of things that they go to. So freezer meal. Here's a, here's a picture of, this was a few years ago, of one of those freezer meal parties. Just tell us briefly about that, will you? Yeah, so this is super fun. Cheryl Brown's the brains and the beauty behind the operation. And I just gather supplies and ask you all to join me. But um, in my 25 years of being a mom, I just for the very first time took a kid to urgent care this last month. That is not the experience of our resource families. If their kid falls down and gets a visible bruise, they need to go have it documented. So you might be having a normal day and going about your business. You got a great plan for dinner, everything's in the fridge, and then boom, somebody, a kid acts like a kid. Yeah. They get hurt. You have to go spend the rest of the afternoon in the urgent care. Well, we were trying to think, how can we alleviate what just became a crisis in a family? But we didn't want to create a new crisis. So freezer meals. We get together and it's a party. It's really actually so much fun. We assemble like, I don't know, 30 plus meals at a time and put them in freezer bags, throw them in the freezer. And when families come to church, I go, here you go. It's super fun. So we have lots of different ways that we serve. If you'd like to serve, please, this is the woman to get a hold of. Um, come and talk to her. She can, uh, can connect you with the right people in order to get you in the right place. So thank you, Karen. Wonderful job. Karen Rivas, everybody. Mark, Pastor Mark Wall, otherwise known as Big Scary Mark, is here. I'm one of the clowns or trapeze <laughs> artists or something that Janelle orchestrates. <laughs> yeah, one of the, yeah. Part of the circus. <laughs> um, pastor Mark is our community pastor. Uh, which means he spends a great deal of time caring for members inside our own uh, church community um, and helping us care for one another. So, Mark, community care happens on a personal level. It also happens on a uh, corporate level. Tell us, how can people get 
personal care on, on, on that level, like a one-on-one or one-on-two level? Well, the easiest is every <coughs> Sunday morning when there's elders and lined up here asking for prayer, you can come up and have somebody pray for you. By the way, if there's something you want to pray, we'll stand with you in agreement. Yeah. So it's a way to create connection. And where two or more are gathered, the Lord is present. So we get to go to the Lord together with you. We have Sozo, which is an inner healing ministry where two of us sit down with you. It's usually the appointments are anywhere from an hour to, to two and a half hours. It, that depends on you. We are sitting with you in the presence of God as he reveals things to you about um, hurts and wounds in your past that are keeping you from walking out the way God designed you to be. Yeah, and then also, of course, pastoral ministry as well. A lot of people will ask to meet with us, and maybe as couples or individuals, and, and that's always available as well. Um, and now let's talk a little bit about some of those corporate ways, though. We have a lot of, we have home groups, which we'll talk about in a minute, but we also have lots of different ways that people assemble in community groups. Give us some examples of that. So um, there's the moms groups that come together. We have um, on Thursday mornings, there, John Miller's got some guys coming together doing prayer and worship. We have um, Jeff Linkard on Saturdays um, doing um, journaling. We are reinstituting probably every other month we're going to have uh, men meeting and um, prayer and praise worship. We have going to Camp Tadmore. We've got basketball or football yeah. games. We have our organizer for taking the whole community to basketball games or softball games or things like that. So there's lots of opportunities to go out with other family members, if you will, and enjoy that time together. Um, we had mentioned just last week, we had a wonderful testimony of a man who had been a part of one of our men's groups because some of those men's groups are groups that deal with uh, sexual issues and sexual addiction, pornography or whatnot, and those, those go for a long time. Can you just tell us, how do, those, how do those work? So we call them our pure desire groups, and it's about creating sexual wholeness. And when we're dealing with sexual addiction or wounding or dysfunction, um, I think the biggest thing is we have to avoid having shame. Because I, I will just say that most of these men, their journey started before they were six years old. Um, almost all of them before they were 14. And they're, I'm so proud of them because they're saying, I have woundings that are affecting the people I love negatively, and I have to do something about it. So that's where we start in a small group, going through a curriculum that helps us understand um, how to change those wounds. I think one thing that's really important, and it actually is a common denominator in all of the ministry we do, that through the power and the resurrection power of Christ, we can get healing, but God designed that we do not heal alone, that we actually heal in community. Yeah. So these are close-knit communities. Um, I think one of the thrills I have is some of these guys and some of these women have been together for two or three years. And so they really know each other and they're not just dealing with this initial area of brokenness, they're now dealing with all aspects of their life. How do they create healthy rhythms? How do they um, create change and continue to walk in that sanctification process to be the men and women that God designed them to be. And we have, um, so we have the men's group that meets. We have betrayal and beyond because most of those men or many of those men who are married have spouses who have a, a level of betrayal. And those groups do a couple things. One is it helps the women process the grief and betrayal, but they also go on a journey for their inner healing and the things that have set them up in life and, um, and then we also have a group called Unraveled, which is for, for women who are just looking for, se for sexual wholeness. But I think, again, I want to underline, these are discipleship groups where we take the least 
or, or one of the hardest, most shameful areas of our lives, and when we can talk openly about that, now we can talk about any aspect of our life. Yeah, so if you're a man who is looking for that, I promise he really isn't scary. Um, come and talk to him. If you're a woman looking for that, um, you, can, you can talk, you can speak to uh, Janelle or Karen. Just come and, and talk with them. These are very confidential groups, too. I just want to let you know. Um, and, uh, and they do a, a wonderful job. So, uh, Mark, thank you. That was very good. You did a good job. You did a good job. Can we have that, H Hannah's coming up. Can we have that, that, uh, that with all the different groups, that image with all the different groups? Um, we briefly mentioned home groups. This is uh, something that we have uh, begun doing the last couple of years, on sustained home groups. You can, you can find a home group at christcenter.com slash groups. And these are a little different. They're much more diverse as far as these are couples and singles together, all ages and, and we're just looking to journey together and grow together. This is where, we, where we're looking for longer-term sustained community. Um, most of these meet on first and third Wednesdays. Some of them are, are off, but those are the, the ones that we have childcare, uh, first and third Wednesdays. So if you can go to christcenter.com slash, slash groups to find those. And we're, we're making this a, a larger and larger part of the way that we function at Christ Center. And our, it's really our heart eventually that everybody could be a part of one of these. So we're, we're always looking for new groups to form, new group uh, leaders, and, and moving in that direction. So I just want to make sure if you're not in that, go and check it out, uh, christcenter.com slash groups, um, also through the, the QR code. This is Hannah Oaks. She's our children's ministry director. Uh, Hannah, on those first and third Wednesdays, what happens with all of the children? They come here. We're down the hall in classes, and they're in age group classes, and we do games, and we do crafts, and do some Bible stories, and our pastoral staff are the teachers for Wednesday nights. So you get to just boss us around the entire time, <laughs> which is kind of like it. your dream, isn't it? Just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty great. Okay, so... Uh, what, what do they do then and also on Sunday mornings? What, what are you, what are you uh, doing with them? Are you just putting on a VeggieTales for, for an hour and a half or what's going on? They'd probably love that. You would love that? I said they would love oh, that. They would love that, actually. <laughs> That's true. No, we teach the Bible and we teach the gospel to our kids because we believe that they can meet with God where they're at. Um, so we have age group classes and we have the nursery and um, they're all in here for worship with us so they can meet God with us together. And, and this is their time, too. Um, and then we have lessons and we have coloring sheets and crafts and activities. And they just get to have a fun time interacting with the Bible and with the gospel. And then on Wednesday nights, there's more of that, right? There's longer craft time. There's longer lessons. And you mentioned, like, teaching them the Bible. We're going through a curriculum now that goes through, sort of it tells the grand story of Scripture, right? Yep, it's a three-year process through the Bible, so it's it goes pretty deep into a lot of the intricacies of the stories, and I'm excited. It'll be. I'm, I was meeting it with some other children's pastors at a lunch the other day, and they were saying, "Oh, this is like our second or third time through the whole series," and and the kids just get something deeper as they've gone through it multiple times. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, also, there's the Open Heavens Room, and we mentioned this a little bit last week. Can you just tell us what the Open Heavens Room is about and who it's for? Yes, the Open Heavens Room is a safe space for kids with autism or de developmental delays that can't hang in class. And we have the goal of integrating them into classes as they're able. And um, yeah, we have a paid uh, worker in there who's helping them 
you know, stay safe and have a good time, and they minister to them in there. And then if they can make it into class for part of the time or the whole time, that's great. And they're, they're working on integration for that, yeah, too. Yeah, or into the service, too. That's yeah. totally available as well. But that is specifically for kids with developmental disabilities. So just to let you guys know. But that's a wonderful ministry. And so all you guys who have been a part of that, thank you very much for that. And, and thank you, Hannah. Wonderful job. I just lost my place. Jeff Starr is already coming up. Okay, so I think. Uh -oh. No, no, no. I was, no. You I was do looking not at the get time. an intro. You do not get an Are you intro. Sure? I mean, I'm there's positive. a little bit of time here. This is no. like a porta potty. No one. introduction, Jeff. Uh, the Lord no. gave me a picture. He did to not a give you a picture. He did not. <sighs> man, okay, I'm so excited. Jeff Starr is our youth pastor. I've known this man for about 26 years now. He, uh, he also, yeah, down in, in Texas. He was my we teacher together. when I was in high That's school. That's not true. We. Um, <laughs> He you taught can, me math. I know sit, math you well. You can just go sit down now. You're done. <laughs> no, let's go. Uh, he is our youth pastor. He also works, he's our track coach and cross-country coach over at Oakley Middle School. Um, he's, that's part of, he's also like our loaned missionary. So he goes there and does a lot over at the schools. He works with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He does a bunch of networking with groups like Young Life. Uh, Jeff, you have a strong desire to see our young people really grow strong in the Lord and become leaders in their friend groups, etc. Um, and uh, so when they come together on a Wednesday night, what is that like? What, what do you do with them? Oh, yeah, excellent question. So um, my most favorite night of the week, I think, hanging out with these amazing young men and women of God. And um, so we try to target four key areas when we get together because we really want them to have a really sweet encounter with Jesus. And those four areas are just a time of fellowship together, uh, having some time of worship, number two, and, and, and prayer together, uh, digging into the word, uh, learning and growing in God's word together. And then also we try to implement some kind of outreach. And so when the students come together on a Wednesday evening, we begin with some prayer. And then we, uh, we have some time of fellowship. Like I mentioned earlier, we just play some games or uh, do a team builder, something to kind of open up so we can get to know each other better. And then after that, we break into a time of, of just sweet worship. We have a, a, a young uh, worship team that is just doing a fantastic job, praying for each other during those times. And then we pull out the word together, and um, one of us will be sharing uh, a short message. And then um, and we break into small groups, and we have a chance to discuss what the Lord's speaking to us uh, through that scripture verse right. for the evening. And then we, we finish with... Um, some time of outreach if we can, whether it's outreach into the community or just reaching out to one another and ministering to one another. Give me some examples of some of the kind of outreaches you guys do during the year. Mm, fantastic. So uh, more of our, our outreach focus going out into the community, uh, part of it is really serving. Any way that we can serve. So uh, opportunities come up such as Burgers with Bob. We get to go over and, and just partner with the local police department and help them out. But in that, uh, whatever the Lord would lead us to do to be able to pray for people, things like that. Um, we used to help out at local aid quite a bit. Hopefully that, that door will be opening up for us again. Uh, we, we help out with the Easter sunrise service. Our, our young worship team leads worship up there. Um, Scandinavian festival, excellent time to reach out in the community and, and to be involved. Um, and then also uh, we have a weekly prayer time where the students meet together over at the high school in the morning before school, pray together, and then reach out to students as they're arriving at school. Um, we do something called treasure hunts also. We take some time, yeah, and uh, together we'll uh, pray together. We ask the Lord for 
treasures, people that he would put on our heart. And then we take some time to go out in the community, find those treasures, reach out to them, whether it's praying for them or uh, sharing the gospel message with them. Um, and, and the big outreach is the one in the summer mm, yeah. that is called SST and, and send groups down to, to Tyler, Texas, where they meet and they have a week of time where they're receiving ministry and receiving teaching. And then they go out to different places. Now, I know they've gone to places like inner city Houston and Chicago, but also places like Mexico. What, what are the kinds of things that they've done on those outreaches? Oh, fantastic. So we partner with Youth with a Mission in this, uh, this program called SSTs, which helps to devil, build kind of a, a framework of living a missional lifestyle. First week, like Jason mentioned, is a, is a week of training in class, but then they have an outreach phase. And so as they're on outreach, some of the things they get a chance to do, first and foremost, is we serve the local ministry. Whatever ministry that Youth With A Mission is partnering with or leading, we, whatever their needs are, we just wanna simply serve them. And then some of the things that will come out of that will be, uh, doing a, a, a vacation Bible school, uh, reaching out to the children, doing child evangelism, um, doing service projects in the community, uh, helping to lead uh, inner city um, church services that they have as outreaches, uh, evangelism, and then other service projects. Yeah, even working with people on the border there in that border yes, crisis. Yes, yeah, we're down in Mexico. Cool. So uh, last year they took 20, like about 25 20, kids yeah, down uh, in the summer. So just keep that in mind if you have a teenager who might be interested in that. Well, you know where to go and you know the guy to talk to about youth group. Pastor Jeff, everybody. Thank you, sir. And finally, where is Red Crab? Oh, he's right here. Red Crab. You're going to stay down here? Yeah, that's fine. You can stay down here, but that you need a microphone. This is a baton handoff. Pastor Red, we've mentioned all the different ways that people assemble here. Moms groups, teenage groups, kids groups, guys groups, all this stuff. Tell us about the Q-tips. <laughs> I, I have to explain why I'm standing here. Do you see how those kids bound up those steps? <laughs> I don't bound anymore. <laughs> but one of the neat things about growing older is you meet many, many, many really great people. And through the years, uh, I was 43 when I got saved, and I was 43 when I started a home group. So I've been, we've been in home groups. But some of us have been in the same home group for over 30 years. There are about 10 or 12 couples. And we meet on a Thursday, and we have potluck. And boy, oh boy, we may not be spiritual, but we eat good. <laughs> and it's fun, but we care for one another. It's almost, it's, it's, our home group is stronger than our natural family many times because we, we count on each other. And I encourage everyone to get in a home group. It, well, for prayer, when we meet on Thursday nights once a month and we pray for each other, we ask each other, we, we care for one another. And I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, one, one of the things I've heard you say, or maybe it was Joshua say, but what happens to the banana that leaves the bunch? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when the banana leaves the bunch, it's not part of the bunch anymore. We haven't had that yet. We haven't had any leave yet. So I, don't, I can't really answer that question. I, I thought it was going to be, it, get, it gets eaten, right? The, the Lord it gets said, eaten. The Lord said with long... That was a slow pitch, Red. That was right I, I know. 
But the Lord said with long life, he'll satisfy us, and we're not satisfied yet, so we just keep on living. <laughs> so if people are walking alone and they're too afraid to be in community, what would you say to them? Come and see me. <laughs> Seriously. Because God has a plan. Now, remember this. I was 43. I didn't know God had a plan. But when I found the plan, it's the greatest thing I ever found. I'm encouraged. And then you have to find somebody that will walk with you. And, you know, we're, none of us think we're, all of us think we're pretty good. I thought I was real good until I met Ed and had to go through restoration. <laughs> and then I went through restoration again and again and again. Because I had a bunch of, I mean, well, I'll tell you this. I would have been the nicest guy that ever went to hell. <laughs> I was a neat guy. And, and I, that was in my own estimation. Okay. Red Crab, everybody. Thank you. I'm going to have Pastor Joshua come back. And uh, I'm just going to ask you, uh, well, you can hold this. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Carly wouldn't have let me do that, but I appreciate it. I, I have lots of trust sometimes. Um, we've talked all about these things. We've talked about walking community. We've talked about seeking inner healing. Uh, we've talked about worshiping together, moving at, forward as a family. We've talked about serving. Why are we inviting people into this? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> um, I think because it's the dream of God. I mean, it's, it's, again, I go back to John 17. I pray, Lord, that they would be one as we are one, that your joy would be full and that their joy would be full. And when we demonstrate this, and I don't know if you've noticed, but these are, all of these stories, you'll notice there's longevity to it. And I'm coming around to answering his question. But ultimately, I think as people, we get this idea, you know, we have a tendency to overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in five and not even dream about what we could do in 30. And what, what's happening in light of all these things that we're talking about, living a life that, that is simple and sustainable, but profoundly influential, we become people of peace. We become a people that, that honestly do live in peace. We still face our crises. We bury those that we love that, that die, and we look forward to seeing them. We bear cancer together. We, we go through divorces together. We do the things that happen in this life. We don't get to avoid the troubles of this life. Jesus never said that would happen. He said, I will be with you. And his grace is sufficient for us. And we do that together. But when we do that together, there is a presence and a peace that makes it different. And people look at us and they say, you're living through the same pain that I am. But you have a presence of peace and a confidence then it is different than what I'm experiencing. Even in our grief, we don't grieve like those who have no hope. We say, I'm going to miss grandma. I'm going to miss my brother, but I'm going to see them again. And so I, I want you to catch that, that, that God has called us to be one as he's one. We're going to live forever with him, and eternity is right now. And so, you know, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit, what we're talking about doing here together, getting inner healing so that we don't break apart. If you look at what's going on in the spirit of the world, it's division at every corner to divide over every possible distinctive. 
But in Christ, we're one, and we don't ever divide. In Christ, we show and demonstrate Jesus through our unity. It's not always agreement. It's agreement in Christ, but in our unity. And you become people of peace. And that's God's dream for us. And that is what we have been living. And if you're not experiencing that, I want you to know you are invited. You're invited. So I was thinking just how, how countercultural it is to be people of peace right now. To really understand what we're about, knowing we have a good father, knowing we don't walk alone. We walk together with the body of Christ. And to be that settled and to have peace in times where nobody has peace. Everyone's just losing their minds all the time, you know, about so many things. And uh, when we can walk together and be people of peace, I think that's a profound contrast and a profound invitation to our community. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you pray for us and, and dismiss. And then we can go out and be people of peace. Amen? Amen. All right. Why don't you guys stand up? And Jason, thank you so much for, for uh, all of this. Wasn't that beautiful? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and show you his favor. And may he give you his shalom in all places of your life, his peace. In every area that you face, his peace. In the places where you will be healed, may his peace lead you through it and in it. Where you serve, may you be filled with the presence and peace of God. In your singleness, may you experience the joy of his peace. In your marriage, may you experience the joy of his peace. In the waiting and in the answer, may you know the peace of God. And in Christ, may he make us one. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Have a great day.